Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for this video. Today we're going to be talking about Enneagram type 5 and being in relationships with a 5 or what 5s are like in relationships. And I want to uh, call your attention to the description below is a link to my website, tomlehue.com. And uh, you can book coaching appointments there. Uh, there's also information about the certificate program and Enneagram coaching or in Enneagram relationship coaching. So if you're interested in any one of those, either one of those certificate programs, I'd love for you to go through that six-week program uh, with uh, the other students in the Zoom class and uh, learn how to be an Enneagram coach, or at least let me tell you what I do when I uh, coach people. Um, so let's get started today. Thanks again to my patrons. I really appreciate your support and help. And uh, let's get started with type five, um, the observer, the investigator. Um, let's talk a little bit about what relationships might be like uh, with observers or investigators or what they might be looking for in a relationship. And this is all um, uh, prompted by the certificate program in, in Enneagram relationship coaching. I want to make sure when I talk about uh, uh, improving relationships that I really you know grasp and understand and work through what each type is like in relationship. And so I'm going through several books uh, right now and not including the old standards, but um, Enneagram Love and Work by Helen Palmer, um, Enneagram in Relationships, the Enneagram in Love, uh, the Enneagram, another one called Enneagram for Relationships. Okay, so my brain is kind of spinning, taking all this information in. You know, seven goes to five, but we don't necessarily live in five. Uh, but I'm taking all this information in and trying to understand it, distill it. In addition to that, my work with fives in appointments, I've had many, many conversations uh, with fives and in relationship issues. And of course, I have a son that's a five wing four. And so I've been able to observe that relationship and observe what he's like uh, with his own family and what his needs are. And so what what is a five looking for in a relationship? Well, I just kind of humorously try to think of a basic, simple concept. And I wrote down a non-intrusive, self-sufficient companion. Okay, so uh, a five uh, might be that, uh, a non-intrusive, uh, self-sufficient companion, but I kind of think they're looking for that. It's not uncommon for me to see fives in relationship with other fives. Uh, Fives, let's let's talk about what fives are like. Fives are deeply loyal and committed in relationships. Uh, it often takes them time to think through what they really want in a relationship, what they're looking for in a partnership. Um, so when fives make the decision to commit to a relationship, you might uh, consider that they've probably thought through very much, you know, what they're looking for, what they're wanting, and whether or not they're willing to commit their time and energy to this other person and risk going through pain, risk being attached, risk involvement. Nines or fives prefer non-involvement and non-attachment. And so before they throw themselves in and attach themselves in a relationship, it's it's likely that they've considered um, what they uh, what this will mean in terms of giving up some independence and being intruded on and having their space. Um, not, fives are very focused on boundaries and space, 
and knowing that they're going to be in a relationship with someone, they uh, understand that that person is going to interact with them and be an intrusion on their space. So when they've made the decision that they're going to be in relationship with someone, it's logical to assume that they have taken all of that into consideration. Fives enjoy thoughtful conversation. They love sharing ideas. Well, they, they, love, the, they love the concept of ideas. They may at times not share ideas. Remember their sin is avarice or greed or stinginess. And so sometimes fives can overwhelm you with sharing of information. Uh, someone has said that fives are like, you know, being in a relationship with a five is like being in a relationship with a walking Google search engine. And there's some degree of truth to that, that if you ask a five about a topic, they probably have something either to say about that topic or something related to that topic. And you can pick a topic at random. You could say, uh, let's talk about uh, lines on the street on the highway and why they use the, the color code or the, or the types of lines that they do when painting stripes on a highway. And I can almost guarantee you they're going to have some kind of information about that. If you say, let's talk about the 1920s, they've probably got some information about that. It's like they take it all in. They're silent observers. They take it all in and then they lock it down. And, you know, that lockdown, that wall, that guard that they put up that locks everything in can sometimes lock them out of the outer world. They're observing the outer world, but they kind of want to do that at a distance from behind a safe place. Um, not sure how much entanglement they want in the world. And when you put yourself out there in the world and you put yourself in relationships with other people, you run the risk or the fear, fear type, you run the risk of, of having pain, of being intruded on, of having your personal space um, uh, intruded on. I think about the movie Shadowlands, C.S. Lewis. If you've ever seen that movie, C.S. Lewis is probably a five. And that that whole movie is about him finally opening himself up in his later years to be in relationship with Joy. The woman's name was Joy. And when she died of cancer, how he allowed himself to go through that pain. And it was like mentally accepted that he's going to have to go through pain. And opening yourself up means stepping out of the shadow lands. And fives could live a little bit in the shadow lands, protected away from uh, interacting and expending their energy and being intruded on and being invaded on by others and other people's agendas, other people's time constraints. Fives could live a little bit in the shadow lands. When you live in the shadow lands, though, you're detached away from the present moment. You might be attached away from uh, present life. Um, and you might find that that non-attachment uh, is a way to protect yourself, your privacy, your space. But what are you giving up? What are you sacrificing by living in such a non-attached way? I know I have fives sometimes rant in comments when I make videos about fives. You know, they'll rant in the comments and be upset, you know, because, well, living in a non-attached way is, is my choice. And, you know, and um, who says I'm not having a full life just because I'm not socially interactive or I'm not right out there in the center of attention. Fives don't want to be in the center of attention. They like to be a silent observer. They like to be observing and studying and learning from a safe place. And I get it. I mean, it's fine. If you want to live that way, it's fine. I'm not telling you it's not fine. I just want you to consider what you might be missing out on. And maybe you're fine with that. You know, fives 
Someone has said they're the minimalists of the Enneagram, the single cushion in an empty room, you know, the tiny little slice of pie, something a little bit sweet, but not too much, minimalistic, minimizing, you know, their interactions with others and minimizing their needs. If I don't need anything, then I can protect my independence. When I need something, then look, I have to come out of the shadows. I have to come out of the shadows where the other people dwell. Other people could then suck me into their emotional problems. They could suck me into their needs and suck me into their... And so to not need anything is a way to protect myself from having to be involved, from having to be attached. And so when I'm not attached, I don't need to feel happiness and I don't need to feel pain. I don't need to feel fear. I don't need to feel... So I can insulate myself and protect myself from having to feel all of those painful things or interacting with all those things that are fearful or, 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 or terrifying. And it is a way to protect my independence. Eights, you know, um, they move things by sheer force. Um, and fives, in a sense, they by their they're un I don't want to think about that how to say that I'll come back to that thought in a minute okay because I know I have it in my notes a difference between fives and eights how they both are working for independence but in in different ways okay so let me get back to my notes fives a walking Google search engine fives generally highly value solitude that private space to escape away from all of the demands and all of the interactions and all of the strains and stresses on your needs. They need that privacy to withdraw and to gain, uh, to re, you know, to think and process. The outside world can overwhelm fives. So they need space in their relationships. They need space in their relationships in order to withdraw and isolate for a while. And again, if you're a person that is expecting this person to show up fully 100% of the time, you might be very disappointed and disengaged in a relationship with a five. Fives need to be able to disappear. They need to be able to withdraw. They need to be able to detach. They want to protect their own sense of private space. Uh, fives value independence, privacy, and autonomy. Okay, if you're okay with that, then proceed in that relationship with a five. But just realize that fives value independence, autonomy, uh, and want to ma- maintain that. So in a sense, they kind of tighten their belt in order to maintain their independence. Economy is a way toward independence. If I don't need and I limit those needs and uh, and then you know you can see the flip side of that is I'm going to be greedy about what I already possess because if, if I if I have needs, then I have to step out of the shadows and I have to interact and I have to open myself up and I have to, allow myself to be intruded on or invaded upon on my space and so I'm going to withdraw and hold on to everything tightly Um, and if I have that economy then I have a sense of independence I simply don't need how do you deal with the angry dad well the five might deal with the angry dad by I don't need a relationship with dad so it's okay if dad wants to be angry I accept that because I don't need to interact with him so economy is a means of independence. Their energy reserves become depleted and they must withdraw in order to regain their energy in order to show up fully in the relationship. So if you want them to show up fully, you have to let them retreat. Okay, it's important that fives feel free to take their space when needed. Now that can be very 
disconcerting to those in a relationship with a five because you might think, man, they're just detaching, they're they're withdrawing, they're upset, they're angry with me, they don't want they don't want uh, to relate to me, they they don't want to be with me, they don't want to be intimate, they don't want to share because you're seeing them move away and close the door, and so that could feel very hurtful to some people or different times in in your relationship that could feel very hurtful that this person is not opening up, not uh, being conversationally compatible, conversationally intimate with me, but just realize they need that space, okay? Uh, And if you want them to show up fully, you've got to not pressure them. The more pressure you put on a five, the more they will withdraw. Uh, The more you invade their space and demand that they speak with you and demand, realize they may show up. They may show up and they may engage with you while being compartmentally detached away from you. So they might be present with you and feign a sense of interest and uh, camouflage uh, their their withdrawnness by uh, outwardly friendly, outwardly engaging exterior. Meanwhile, being compartmentally detached away from you. So the more you invade on them and the more you... Um, demand that they show up in this space, they might physically do it if they're unable. Like let's say they're a child. They're unable to to shut the door and withdraw from you. They might physically show up while mentally detaching and emotionally detaching away from you. So if you really want them to show up, you've got to give them some space. Okay. Fives often need partners yet. Now that being said... Uh, fives often need a partner in relationship with them that will help draw them out. That You realize the, the weight of the relationship might feel like it's on your shoulders. You're the one calling them. You're the one inviting them. You're the one knocking on the door saying, hey, do you want to go to the concert? Hey, would you like to go out to dinner? Hey, I'd like to have some friends over. Is it okay with you? And it, you may feel like you're you're initiating all the time. Like you're the one that is drawing them out of their inner world into this outer world. And, and it's the constant weight is on you to engage them and to, and, and, to, uh, and to begin the conversation and to follow up with the conversation. So if you're not ready for that, just realize that. If you need to be a person that is needed, okay? Fives don't want to have needs. So if you are a person that needs to be desired, that needs to be needed, realize that you might um, you might be disappointed. Now, that may not be true so much with a sexual five. I'll have to consider that, the sexual five. Uh, but, the, you know, typically when I think about fives, they don't want to have, they don't want to have needs. Okay, so if you need to be needed, uh, you might be disappointed and you might feel like you're not wanted or not needed because the five is not necessarily pursuing you to the degree in which you feel that that they should. Okay, and that word should is going to be problematic for fives. Okay, um, they have a hard time letting people in behind their defensive wall. Okay, like eights. Eights also, eights and fives have a lot in common and fives can look like eights, you know, when things are going well. Uh, maybe at home in the safety of their castle, fives might be a little bit more direct, a little bit more demanding, a little bit more willing to state their wants and, and desires and needs like an eight. But fives have a hard time letting people behind their defensive wall. But when they make the choice to let you in, 
there's a good chance that they're going to be loyal to you. Fives want others to respect their boundaries and not to intrude on their time, energy, and space. Okay, I feel like we've covered that. When one has fewer needs, one feels less pressure to reach out. Knowledge is, is power. Okay, fives retreat into the safety of their own minds. The five worldview, you might say, you could say it like this, resources are scarce, so I have to conserve my time and my energy. Or you could say the worldview of the five is the world is invasive. I need privacy to think and refuel my energy. Interactions with others can feel intrusive and even unsafe. Fives at times can come across as reclusive, maybe even a little eccentric, particularly if they have that four-wing dominant. Uh, they could come across as a little bit antisocial. I think Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, they can be cynical about the world and even their relationships. Fives taken to a very unhealthy place can be extremely cynical. Um, they can be, uh, what's the word for it? Um, I forget the word. But the idea that no, there's no point to anything, that nothing really matters, that you know it's all fate and it's all chance. And uh, so what is really the point of any of this? Um, it's a philosophical system. It skips my memory right now. Um, I want to say existentialism, but I know that's not right. Okay, so fives can be quite eccentric, reclusive, antisocial, um, you know, kind of out there. They could look like they could look like nines a little bit to that degree because nines also don't want to be invaded on. Nines don't want there to be problems. They don't want you know that you to come at them with all of their problems and make them care about your problems. Fives also they could be kind of out in that cabin in the woods isolated away and feel like they have their independence and their privacy and their solitude so think mountain man you know out in the wilderness somewhere uh living off of beef jerky and uh spring water uh fishing and you know kind of gruff and growly and um you know okay with being by themselves Okay, so they may interpret genuine care from others as an intrusion. Now, okay, I've said it. Think about that. They may interpret genuine care and concern from others as those people are being intrusive on me. The, the six that's trying to demonstrate connection, the two that's trying to demonstrate connection, uh, and care and concern in the life of that five, that five might bristle up and push back against them and feel like that care and concern is intrusive into their space and it might cause them to further withdraw or maybe their reaction to further withdraw. Okay. Unhealthy fives hide from reality by withdrawing, isolating, and believing that their internal world is the only world they really need. The external world, you know, is intrusive, and that's where conflict happens, and that's where problems and needs and all those things are full of stuff out there that I don't need. And a five may very well pride themselves in their ability to not need all of these entrapments that other people need. Okay, communication and conflict. Fives have a lot to say, but at the same time, they have a reputation for being quiet and aloof. So they probably aren't saying everything they would like to say or everything they're thinking. They tend to hold those things close. They tend to consider their thoughts and ideas carefully before they share, and they may not decide to share at all. Fives generally don't say everything 
that goes through their mind. Um, fives don't always vocalize their feelings. And you may not know what they're feeling. They may not show it on their face, what they're feeling. And there's that sense of aloofness. Fives don't, uh, instead, they prefer to separate themselves from their emotional life so that their thoughts aren't muddied up by their feelings. Fives do feel, okay? Don't hear me say that fives don't have feelings or fives are emotionally, you know, you know, they don't have an emotional life. They do have an emotional life. And they can feel things very, very strongly, but they may not necessarily want their feelings to cloud their objective judgment. I think that's important for the five and the four, you know, the five to have a good, strong four wing, or at least to lean into those four things. Because who's more into their feelings than fours? And so fours could stand to be a little more objective, at times and fives could stand to be a little bit more emotionally connected or emotionally present um okay fives are extremely attentive and take all of the information and can be quite empathetic and be very deeply caring people but just don't always share their feelings with everyone they sometimes don't express empathy or sympathy either to their to their partner or to those they're in relationship with. Fives prefer to take space and time to think through what they're feeling before engaging in conflict. They're going to want to be level-headed. They can be quite argumentative. Uh, some fives can be very debate-oriented, and it can feel very difficult when somebody when you're trying to work through a problem and maybe this low healthy five just wants you to see how smart they are how intelligent they are how right they are how uh how you haven't thought through everything that they have and and it can be difficult to engage in conflict resolution with somebody you know who is threatened by conflict and needs to prove that they're smarter than you are so just be patient with that five and help them to see that you're on their team and that you want to work toward resolution. And you may need to retreat for a little while and give them some space uh, to get out of that uh, frenzied state of uh, attack uh, and defend and, um, and then come back when maybe things are a little bit more reasonable. They prefer to, to not let their emotions get the best of them. Um, They seek a sense of steadiness in their thoughts, but this detachment from emotion can sometimes lead to a detachment from reality. They can give the appearance of conformity. Uh, So they can nod and think of this as maybe a, a little bit of the five looking like a seven under stress is looking charming, friendly, and agreeable. Meanwhile, thinking, yeah, there's, we're never going to be friends. You know, uh, they, they, they can use camouflage of friendliness and kindness and charm and positive interactions and laughing and joking. Meanwhile, they're not even here. They're not even present to this moment. They've detached away. And so there's kind of a caricature of that, of that person interacting uh, to move this along and move them away so I can retreat back to my inner privacy and my inner space. So I'm going to be friendly and I'm going to be outgoing looking like a seven, but it's because I don't really want to be here and I want to move this conversation out of the way. That's one way I think in which fives can look kind of like a seven uh, in in stress. Um, You know, okay, let's see. Um, I'm always working on my notes even while I'm talking. Okay, so 
compartmentalizing is big with fives. One way to maintain privacy is a piece of you is invested in all these different areas of life. And fives can have friends over here in this world and friends over here in this world and those friends don't really interact with each other. And that's one way to maintain privacy is, is, is in compartmentalizing your life away in these different areas. And it's kind of like, think like, well, this group gets one piece of me and this group gets one piece of me and this group gets one piece of me, but nobody gets it all. Okay, nobody gets all of me. So I can compartmentalize away and, that, and therefore kind of protect parts of myself away because nobody gets or sees all of me. It can be difficult to argue with the five because they process so much of the argument within their own heads. And they really value being, you know, um, accurate and and a five can easily you know major in minors in arguments like miss what the agenda is that we're trying to work toward a solution and you know if they've locked all of these events and past into their memory and all these little details and facts you know you may find yourself arguing with somebody or debating with somebody when you really just want to solve a problem and you know actually uh, on the night of the 14th you said and being very concrete and literal in their thinking well you said that I had to be home by 10 but you didn't say and it's very concrete and concrete yeah they're they're correct but they it's like they knew what you meant but the words you said they followed the, the letter of the words you said and so technically they're right while you know they kind of uh, rejected the spirit of what you meant by I don't know I'm thinking of an example um, but fives may keep out the letter of the law exactly what you said concrete but but not necessarily show up in the way that you were expecting them to show up okay so it can be difficult to argue with a five because they process so much of the argument within their own heads and have a tendency to withdraw. So if they start to feel overwhelmed by this engagement, by this debate or argument or problem conflict, they'll probably withdraw from that. If forced to stay present through the conflict, fives may shut down if they haven't got adequate time to gather their thoughts or are feeling emotionally overwhelmed. They may just get really quiet or they may get combative. Maintaining friendships and relationships is typically easier than pursuing new ones. So it's in a five's best interest to try to work this out at least to some degree and maintain this friendship because they don't really want to start over pursuing new relationships with new people. That's a drain on their time, an exhausting drain on their energy. And so it's within their best interest to work toward some kind of a solution and to maintain this friendship or maintain this relationship. Um, and like I already said, shoulds can be red flags for fives uh, because you're making, um, you know, when you when you say that you should be nice to people when you walk into a, uh, a building or you should uh, put all of your clothes away, you're making a demand on them. They hear it as a demand on them, an intrusion of the way you think that they ought to think or live or act or behave. You're telling them to be nice to people, and they're thinking by not engaging with those people, I am being nice. I don't want. I want. I'm treating them the way I want to be treated. I don't want people engaging with me and intruding on me. So uh, I don't intrude and engage with them. I walk past them silently, and I don't interact with them. I don't interrupt them. 
uh, they may be thinking about something and they don't want to be interrupted on. A lot of the types, you know, do not necessarily pay attention to boundaries as much as fives. And so they just walk up, sevens for example, twos. We might just walk up and engage people. Um, hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? Well, have you heard about this or heard about that? And the five is very conscious of boundaries and expectations. And although they may not be very conscious of social norms, um, they're very conscious of, of limiting themselves and not intruding on other people's space. So you can be upset with them because they don't necessarily think about social norms. Like when you walk in, you're supposed to say hello, good day, you wave at neighbors when they drive by. All of those simple little things we do to grease the wheels of relationships and interactions with people. Fives are the least likely to care about those things. Um, you can appreciate the the flip side of that is they don't want to invade other people's space. They're very conscious of giving people a wide berth, giving people room, you know, and not overstepping those boundaries. I think when fives are unhealthy, they, they can very much overstep boundaries. You may be thinking, wow, this person doesn't want to be intruded on. They're intruding on everything. You know, they're, they're intruding the conversation with all these random facts uh, so we can all see how smart they are. Um, so um, you may sometimes be a little bit bewildered when observing a five if you're observing one in close relationship because you're thinking they don't want to be intruded on but yet they're kind of intruding um, you know all the time themselves. Um, okay. Intimacy with a five. Fives desire emotional connection and intimacy Yet, they can have a hard time getting out of their heads and into their bodies. They may not, you know, the idea of like holding hands, uh, which seems very normal to many people, might seem very abnormal to a five. Uh, or kissing, um, you know, or putting your arm around the other person. Again, all of those things can feel invasive, intrusive, if, if, the, if the person's not ready, you know, for that, or they don't appreciate that. And so if you're a person that needs a lot of physical touch and interaction, uh, you know, if you're with a castle five or a self-preservation five, you may be a little disappointed. I'm not sure how sexual fives would deal with that. Maybe they're very, maybe maybe sexual fives are very um, into uh, their bodies and into physical touch. I don't know. But I, I'm thinking of the castle five and primarily, you know, the self-preservation and social fives. I can see where they they might have a hard time with all of that physical touch and physical interaction. Um, you know, uh, a five pushed to a very low, unhealthy extreme could look a little bit like autism spectrum or Asperger's and those things. And when you think about people with autism or Asperger's, think about like just reaching out and touching them. How are they probably going to respond to that? Not very not very accepting, you know, very threatened or upset. They may have, you know, traumatic responses to people physically touching them and invading their space. Um, intimacy can be difficult to attain with somebody who highly values non-involvement and non-attachment. Okay, let me just say that again. Intimacy, as most types would consider intimacy, you know, feelings of emotional connectedness, opening up our lives and sharing our hearts, our dreams, our minds, our passions with each other, physical touch, physical uh, interactions with each other, 
Just realize all of that could be very difficult with somebody who highly prizes non-involvement and non-attachment as a way of protecting their independence and autonomy. So you could realize, you know, that if you need a lot of that, that you may not, the, uh, the five may not be expecting to interact in that kind of way, okay? Like we're two islands and we should be two islands that have a relationship, you know, that's mutually beneficial, but we are two islands. And it's important that we see ourselves as two islands. And a lot of people, they don't want to be two islands, you know, they want to be, they want to be one flesh. And so fives, you know, realize that if you're with a five, they, they, they probably have that two islands kind of mentality that we have you know trade and relations but we are two separate islands and we should maintain that that distinct distinctiveness so in, I'm gonna say it again intimacy can be difficult to attain with someone who highly values non-involvement and non-attachment for fives loves ha love has less to do with romance and more to do with deciding that a certain person is worth the price of the pain that it will bring about to be in relationship with them. Wow. Okay, I need to say that again. For fives, love, romance, intimacy has less to do with romantic entanglements and touching and all of that than it does with deciding that a certain person is worth the price of the pain that the intrusion and the interaction will uh, will guarantee. Fives are always taking it in. They are silent observers. They may sit back and wait for someone to engage them first. Mental connection is often a prerequisite to emotional connection. In other words, we need to be talking about the same things, the totems, the interested in the same things and be engaged mentally and feel like my space is, is safe uh, before there can be an emotional connection. Trust and safety are incredibly important to fives. It takes them a time uh, while to open up, but they are capable of deep connection once a person gets past that boundary um, gets past those those barriers because fives tend to isolate and withdraw when overwhelmed feeling like they are depleted can prevent them connecting with their partner sometimes you might just uh, not know what is going on within their mind um, you might not know where they even are they might just disappear remember they value independence and they need to withdraw in order to regain process and uh, when they feel depleted so they might just disappear um, like a seven might do that too um, you have to be okay with that or you have to at least work through that and come to some kind of healthy understanding um, because it could be very disheartening when all of a sudden a person just disappears you will be disheartened if you expect a five to be a constant presence in the relationship or a constant presence in your life or a doting dutiful companion remember what is a five looking for um, I said a non-intrusive self-sufficient companion okay where are we in my notes here um, fives may feel like they need time apart from their partner in order to recharge now if you're a very clingy uh, dominant person 
that needs the other person to uh, validate your sense of worth and value, you could be upset by some, by being in a relationship with someone who needs you to disconnect from them in order to recharge. You could you could take that personally, like they don't love me, or they don't want to be around me, or they don't want to be with me, or I'm too much for them. It it may be that, but it may just be this person needs to disconnect in order to like recharge their battery. The relationship is taking a toll on them. No, it should be the air you breathe. A relationship with me should be fulfilling and enriching. And it can be all those things, but it also can be draining to relate to other people. Fives don't want to have great needs. So if you need them to need you, uh, you, in order for you to feel validated and cared for in the relationship, you may feel often like you're disconnected from them. Fives can feel smothered when they are the focus of your attention. You think that pouring out all this attention onto them is going to make them feel fantastic. Well, it might just make them feel smothered and like you're needing me to listen and talk to you and that could feel overwhelming like a drain on my resources. So they can feel smothered when you when they are the focus of your attention or the focus of your help. Moving away from people is a strategy for survival. Privacy can feel good and safe as long as there is someone on the other side of the door. So fives may want to retreat, but they still want to have the proximity to you. I'm an island and you're an island. And I want the island to still be there. I just don't want to interact with the island right now. So they want privacy. They don't want loneliness. All right. I don't think fives want to be a recluse. They might look a little reclusive and maybe if they've really been hurt or frustrated with love... Um, you know, then maybe they might retreat into a very lonely life. But I think most fives want to have the uh, the opportunity for connection and relationship just on the other side of the door. Okay. Um, so, privacy can feel safe and secure as long as someone's on the other side of the door. Fives can go public and still be distant. They can talk and respond without actually being fully present in the moment. There's no anxiety in life if I'm unaffected by life. If I remain detached and unaffected by it, then I don't need to be afraid of it. I don't need to be anxious about it. Uh, life is quiet and pleasant when you are unemotional. Life is quiet and pleasant when you are unemotional. Strong feelings could equal a lot of pain. Strong feelings of love. If I throw myself into this and I open up the door and I allow myself to love, what happens if they get cancer? What happens if they have an affair? What happens if they uh, become dominant over me? And so if I don't open myself up, then I don't have to go through um, that type of pain. Okay. Detach before you get hooked. You can say it that way. I'm going to detach before I end up getting hooked. Hooked to what? Other people. Other people's problems. Other people's passions. Other people's strong opinions. Other people's feelings. Other people's emotional roller coasters. Other people's needs. Other people's demands. Unhook yourself. Uh, detach before you get hooked. Eights controlled by force of presence. Here's what I wanted to say earlier. I have it in my notes. 
Eights control by their sheer force of their presence. Fives by their lack of presence. Eights control by the force of their presence. Fives by the lack of presence. So what are some realistic steps? If you're in a relationship with a five and you want to have a healthy relationship, you want to you know, relate to them well and be one flesh and love each other and make it through the, through the decades, uh, what are some realistic steps? Well, you can respect that they're very boundary-oriented and give them their space. And if they are getting overwhelmed, then maybe just say, we're going to move this problem to the back burner. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Give them some space and uh, let them have their downtime. And when they come home drained from work, now is maybe not the best time to bring up all the problems of the day. Maybe let them recover a little bit. Um, let them know that there's an end in sight, like there's a deadline and that this isn't going to go on forever and ever. I've had a five who's a school teacher tell me, I don't mind interacting with students because I know that the bell will ring. And when I know the bell will ring, I know that I get to go home and it's all over and it's all finished. I think nines could be a little bit like that too. So realize that you have to give them their space. You have to respect their space, their autonomy. They're every bit as much committed to independence as eights. And when you don't give them their space, you may find out that they take their space or that they camouflage you away with sort of a false uh, kindness or friendliness, but ultimately are retreating away from you. The more you push in on them, the more they will withdraw. Okay. Now, that being said, you also need to accept the fact that you may be the active party in this relationship. You may be the party planner. You might be the one that initiates. They might be comfortable just staying at home, playing video games, reading books, watching TV, sitting on the front porch. You might be the one that that has to organize, structure, and plan, and that could be exhausting to them, but you might have to pull them a little bit out of their shell in more ways than one. You might have to be the one that pulls them out of their shell and says, hey, we're going to take a vacation What do you mean we have to take a vacation? Well, we're going to take a vacation and this is what we're going to do and what kind of input would you like to give to this vacation because they may not want to spend the money, the time, or the energy to do do that. Fives need alone time to recharge. That doesn't mean they don't love you deeply, okay, just because they need that time. It's important to avoid pressuring fives as this causes them to withdraw further. Be sure to give them space. Uh, If you want to pull them in, invite them rather than make demands on them. Making demands on them, shoulds and oughts and need tos and have tos, is all going to feel very overwhelming. And realize that when you want to help them and you want to connect with them, they might feel like you're being intrusive and invasive to them. Even if you weren't particularly interested in the topic, This is another thing. Even if you're not necessarily on your own, particularly interested in whatever topic it is that they're fascinated by at the moment, um, you're interested in your relationship, right? You're interested in them as a person. So you might have to be interested in the topics they're interested in if you're wanting to connect with them. Chances are they're interested in something that is probably a little bit obscure, like engineering or antiquities and history or science fiction. 
and something has gotten their fascination and they're probably experts in it. And if you tell them all the time, I don't want to hear about Star Trek. I don't want to hear about Star Wars. I don't want to hear about... Uh, I'm sick of hearing about all these different cars and makes and models and years and engines that they have. If you shut them down like that, then you're, you're, you're blocking them off. And if you block them off, they're going to get the message that you don't want to interact with them and you don't care about what they know. And so a big part of them is, is being shut out of that relationship. So I know that in yourself, as a three or a two or a one or a nine or whatever it is you are, you may not necessarily naturally be interested in the topics they're interested in, but you're interested in them. When they share information with you, realize it's their way of sort of taking your hand in theirs and opening up themselves to you. So if you can see it as that, that when they're overwhelming me with all of this information about models of cars or jet airplanes or um, life expectancies for every city in the United States or statistics for every baseball player, even though I'm not interested in this personally, I love this person and I care about this person, so I'm going to have to work to be interested in this because I'm interested in them. And if I just say, you know what, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about baseball. Can you get, you're just a one track mind. You just are Johnny one note. Just, you just keep on this. If I shut them down like that, they may take that as I don't want to interact with them, period. I don't want, I don't want them and they're going to observe that and they may withdraw and not interact anymore with me. And, and a big part of their life now I've just said I don't I don't want to interact with. You know when an 8 argues with you, it's like they're taking your hand in theirs and they're connecting with you. And that can feel a little strange if you don't know much about 8s because you feel like maybe they're upset with you, but they're they're sparring with you. When a 7 says let's go jet skiing, let's go four-wheeling, let's go backpacking, that 7 is wanting to connect with you. They're wanting to engage with you. Um, so if you could interpret it that way, then it might be more meaningful. Maybe you don't like backpacking, but you love the seven, so you're willing to go with them because it's a way to emotionally connect with that seven. When a five is downloading the dump truck of information and ideas that they've accumulated on you, it can be overwhelming. If you can interpret it as this five is trying to love me and trying to interact with me and trying to engage with me. And even when a five maybe is trying to disconnect from you and withdraw from you, that may be a way not only of them showing you that they need space, but maybe they're trying to give you space. You might interpret it as they don't love me or care about me and they may be thinking, I'm trying to love you by giving you your space. I'm trying to love you by detaching from you and letting you, you know, be your separate island. Wow. So interesting. Um, I don't know that we're ever going to figure all this out. I know, guys, I don't have it all figured out. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to understand. I'm reading books and talking to fives and other types, trying to understand, you know, what is it that makes you tick and how is it that you see the world? How can I best relate to you? And I think that's really a big part of what the Enneagram does for us. It helps us try to see things a little bit from the perspective of the other person so that we can have healthier, more balanced uh, selves and healthier, more balanced relationships. 
Thank you guys for watching. I wish you the best. Have a great um, day or a great week, uh, whatever the case may be. And as always, be present to life. I'll see you guys next time.